The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Her Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up from Native Insider, an article by Toby Elkin. Um, this is focused on a mode media survey that was on how branded content affects brand impact. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, they took a look at the impact of branded content on people using mobile devices and found that mobile users were likely to purchase goods more so than folks who used a desktop after viewing branded content. Something about using their phone to watch that content drove them to purchase more. Also, they were finding that the perception of branded content was more positive with mobile users as well. And on average, people spent 2.5 minutes with each branded story, which was about the same as consumers spend with editorial content, which is pretty interesting, and eight times more more time than people spend with rich, rich media advertising. And when rich media, we're talking about that, we're talking about digital ads. So branded content seems to be a little bit more effective in capturing and holding people's attention. Uh, respondents were 21% more likely to purchase brands in which they were exposed, and 81% of them said they liked the content that they viewed. So what these research findings suggest is that viewing branded content on a mobile device can have a huge impact on consumer purchase intent. So if you're a marketer out there and you're wondering about the value of all that branded content that you're, you're, you're trying to create, know that there's actually an end game here. It seems that it bodes goodwill and it actually can drive purchase decisions. Our first profile today is the Coach Queen. 1.5 million of these women out there in her mid-30s stays at home, raising her two kids, household income of about 115000 She's living in an urban area and is focused really on her home, the arts, and traveling. She shops around for the best price and likes to hit the clearance rack. If you're a marketer, you can connect through her to her through her friends, who are huge word-of-mouth referrals. Um, the store environment is also crucial for her. That experience that she has in that retail outlet is, is very, very big. And what she reads in magazines also impact her, whether it's traditional home, Martha Stewart Living, People Shape, or Parenting. She's online at Disney, eBay, and Amazon, and she likes to watch HGTV, TLC, and Food Network, along with Fox News, Disney, and Nickelodeon. My guest today is Mary Christensen, President and CEO of Experienced Resources. Experienced Resources provides healthcare organizations immediate leadership support to accomplish mission-critical work. We're talking about the healthcare industry today 
um, health care has been a leading topic in this presidential election. We know that women make the majority of health care decisions for the home. And Mary and her brother started experienced resources to try to tackle an opportunity in the marketplace to lend flexibility with experienced medical personnel into what has been become a very complex industry. Looking forward to talking to Mary. You're going to want to stick around and listen to what she has to say when Purse Strings returns. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. The Web Marketing Association presents Great Moments in Website History. 1994, Trey G browses with a high-speed 56K modem. 1997, Donnie W. discovers scrolling. 2006, Smudges the Cat becomes an animated GIF. What is your great moment in website history? The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2016. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. My guest today is Mary Christensen, President and CEO of Experienced Resources, which is marking marking a decade in business. Experienced Resources provides healthcare organizations immediate leadership support to accomplish mission-critical work. And they really are focused on matching the client's needs to that of their team, which that team has deep, deep experience and high-touch engagement. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Maria. Well, congratulations on 10 years in business. You know, these days, you're you're basically a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> it probably feels that way some days to me, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it actually might feel more like 100. I, I don't know. Right. But, some days. But, <laughs> yeah, but a decade actually is a long time, uh, especially... Right. You know, in your category, healthcare, which you've seen so many changes in the healthcare category, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. But first, tell us a little bit why you and your brother started Experience Resources 10 years ago. Yes, thank you. In 2004, uh, we really uh, started to have a conversation, uh, my brother and I, and it really was, as a society, 
we waste a tremendous resource, and that is our knowledge, wisdom, and experience. And the starting point for us really was about making a difference uh, for those who were being sidelined, that we really felt there was an opportunity to engage these individuals who had earned uh, over a 25, 30-year career this uh, knowledge, wisdom, and expertise that uh, at times uh, gets put out to pasture far too soon. And we really felt like how could we uh, make a difference, um, not only in the lives of those individuals who uh, wanted to continue to contribute and, and maybe in a different way, uh, how could we impact those individuals and at the same time have a positive impact on uh, business that uh, needed an infusion of some expertise that these individuals could bring. And and we really felt like, well, I would say today we, we don't want to lose sight of the people who really are making a difference and and having an impact in our society. And, and these individuals are, are absolutely doing that. So we're, we're really having an impact uh, specifically in the healthcare industry on patient and family at the end of the day. We, we, we see ourselves as really four stakeholders uh, that we serve. It's, it's the clients, uh, it's those healthcare organizations uh, that we're serving, it's the talent that we place in those organizations, the individuals that have that knowledge, wisdom, and expertise to share. And at the end of the day, uh, it's the patient and family. We, we know we are having a positive impact on patient and families that our clients are serving. Mm-hmm. Well, and now more than ever, that impact, that positive impact, I'm sure is needed. I, I mean, 10 years ago, I don't know that you could have predicted where healthcare has gone today. Have you seen a demand for your services increase over the last several years? And did uh, Obamacare make an impact at all on your business? I, I would maybe speak to going back to uh, the election of 2012 and uh, the, just with uh, the ACA, you know, during, there's been a period of time and, and especially around that time, we started to see a paralysis, quite frankly. Our leaders in our healthcare organizations really not knowing where were things going to end up. <laughs> And we termed it just it felt like a paralysis. And in 2013 and 2014, we really uh, saw our business impacted just by what our healthcare leaders uh, were going through. And there was just a lot of uncertainty um, during those times. And I would say in 2015, it continued, and, and even as I speak today, you know, it, it's 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 volatile. Uh, there still really is no true forecast of where is it going, you know, and uh, it, it's evolving. Certainly, we we see that decision making in healthcare organizations is has elevated. Uh, I would say uh, overall. So we have seen the impact, and it's been really interesting as owners of a business serving the healthcare industry, just to to see the the transformations that are occurring, as well as the the different ups and downs that our that our clients really are are going through right now, and and we believe that certainly our position in the marketplace part of of what we are. Uh, bringing to our our clients is the value of flexibility. That in this time when there 
there is continued, to some level, continued uncertainty. I think certainly many of our client organizations are, um, they have a path and are headed down that path, but there continues to be uncertainty in the reimbursement, uh, in, in patient access. Uh, and so we're able to just afford them some flexibility in a time of, of just a lot of change going on. And, and we're kind of curious about just the impact of the coming election. You know, mm-hmm. I, now that it's starting to kind of, uh, you know, just the shift that's happening here, what, what impact will that have? Because we did feel it in 2012, we felt it. So we're kind of cautiously saying, gosh, as this heats up, will we start to feel kind of a, a little bit of a contraction again? Yeah, I know. It feels like it does ebb and flow around presidential elections, and especially, as you mentioned, the last several years, the last several elections, it certainly has. And you Mm -hmm. talk about having the flexibility in what I would say is a fairly inflexible industry um, Mm. as a whole. Um, And at that same time, you know, we have this dynamic of a very large aging population in this country. So the need for healthcare will only continue to increase. And yet I was reading that we don't have the amount of doctors coming out of medical school that we're going to need to be able to serve our aging population. So we're facing on that end a potential crisis, which I would think could could benefit your business quite well. Um, we're going to need more doctors, not fewer of them. What What do you think is the reason for this dearth of of medical experts? Are, are people not wanting to go into this field? Sure, sure. I, you know, I think there's a number of things that that come to mind when you when you ask that question. I think it's you know, we hear physicians are frustrated, um, you know, frustrated with the regulatory, the compliance, just the administrative burden uh, that gets put put on that, you know, it just continues to pile on. Certainly, I think that's a piece of it. I think they, too, it's uncertain. You know, it's just uncertain for them. What What is this career going to look like uh, in the future? You know, if you if you talk to physicians about why they went into medicine, I think today, if we look at the cost of medical school, if we look at uh, many physicians' income, uh, you know, incomes that that maybe in the past uh, you were able to get a, a, a decent, a very good income, we're starting to see pressure of physicians, uh, particularly family practice physicians, that their income is reducing and and. And then I think it's about the quality of life as well. I think if we just talk about the demographics and uh, the difference between our baby boomers and our millennials, you know, it is, you know, what, what, why they're going into it and what they want out of it, I think is evolving and changing. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, I hear, I do hear uh, physicians say, I'm telling my son, daughter, I don't think you want to go into this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, I think there's, I mean, that's my assessment. You know, I you just, you know, I think there's a, a fear of uh, just how are we going to be reimbursed and the performance and the outcomes and it's just a lot more pressure than, than ever mm-hmm. before. It's not, I think in the past it really was about the patient <laughs> more, mm-hmm. you know, 
I think we're in a period of how do we get, really get to that and what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. You know, today physicians spend uh, way much more time behind the computer. Uh, at least they feel that way. You know, right. they feel like they, pay, they, 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 they are spending way more time behind that uh, computer than they are in front of the patient. Now, you know, healthcare, we're, we're trying to, to get to a different spot around that, but... Right. Well, exactly. Isn't it funny how technology makes a lot of progress and yet we're often tied to that technology as well? Um, yeah. You know, it, it is kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Um, I think a lot of people would describe healthcare kind of at a, some people might call it a crisis, a time of crisis, mm-hmm. at least a time of great change. I think we would all agree on that. And it's yeah. funny that, um, or maybe ironic is the better, the the better word here, that more women are taking leadership roles now than ever before in healthcare. I think that is an industry where uh, we've seen a lot of traditional female roles. And over time, of course, we've seen more non-traditional female roles. But now we're actually seeing women starting to run healthcare organizations in greater numbers. Minnesota has led the way in that. We've always been a progressive state. After all, we've got the Mayo Clinic right here in Rochester. What are you seeing when it comes to women in leadership roles in healthcare? Mm -hmm. And what do you think women will bring to healthcare that perhaps the other gender has not? Sure, sure. Well, certainly, as you uh, alluded to, this market, uh, we've seen a shift uh, just in the last uh, two years, um, well, two to three years, uh, we have three women leading uh, major healthcare systems uh, that uh, weren't there in the past. Alina Health, uh, in particular, they have uh, a physician leader now at the helm. Uh, health partners at their regions, uh, although health partners, uh, Mary Brainerd, certainly she's been uh, uh, there for several years. Their regions hospital, they now have uh, a, a woman leader there, uh, Megan Remark, and Health East, uh, three years ago, brought in Catherine Correa uh, from the Wisconsin market. So certainly uh, in this market, we have seen a shift in that um, in most recent years. And you know, I think uh, my my perspective as a group, uh, if you if you think about just kind of women uh, and their career path, I think many of their backgrounds have been whether it be direct patient care or on the operations of of the hospitals. Uh, you know, they they've been closer to that patient care. And, you know, I think when when we think about what is it that they bring that maybe the other gender doesn't, I'm sensitive to that. Um, You know, what exactly is that? As I think about that, I think it's just being in tune to a culture and and maybe responding to that. It's maybe a higher level of intuition. you know, I think it's 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 the things that maybe can't be quantified that that I think that gender is bringing to to the organization. And certainly, as we look at uh, what are the top priorities, uh, especially in the Minnesota Wisconsin market, there is a greater emphasis on patient experience. And uh, we conduct a, a leadership perspectives on healthcare survey annually to get uh, just a gauge on what what's what's what are the priorities within healthcare organizations, and then we kind of get at the individual leader as well. Uh, 
hands down, patient experience in 2015 and 2016 is a top priority. And I think that, I think we are going to see uh, strides. And I, and I do think that the, the uh, female leader is, is going to bring something. I, I think there is a strength and a perspective that we'll begin to see take hold. In, in our in our healthcare organizations and in our cultures of our healthcare organizations. I think it's about culture. Good points, Mary. And in fact, I'm going to switch gears when we come back from the break and talk about women, keeping on that same topic, but women as consumers of healthcare. So we're going to switch the flip on, flip the switch on that when we return in just a moment. Her strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. I've been chatting today with Mary Christensen, President and CEO of Experienced Resources, which is celebrating a decade in business. Uh, Experienced Resources provides healthcare organizations immediate leadership support to accomplish mission-critical work. And when we're talking about healthcare, which we have been today, we're talking about a lot of of crises, um, whether or not, I mean, we know it's life and death scenarios oftentimes, but more than that, it's kind of the crisis that healthcare has been facing, both from the fact that we don't have enough medical experts coming out of medical school, but also just as consumers and as healthcare providers trying to navigate what has become a very complex healthcare system and some of the things facing that. Right before the break, we were talking about um, Minnesota, especially, and how more women are taking leadership roles in health in the healthcare industry right here in this state. And this is becoming more of a of a national rule of 
them than not. Uh, but Mary, I want to talk a little bit about women in the other role, the role as CMOs of the home. That would be chief medical officer of the home. And as we know, uh, women tend to be the ones that get their kids and their spouses to the doctor for regular checkups. And, and as I mentioned earlier, we are an aging population. And so those women are the same ones that are taking care of their aging parents. Um, but we also know that women tend to put themselves at the end of the list and therefore their own health tends to slide based on the demands they're facing. What trends with consumers of healthcare are your employees seeing? Because they are on the front lines. Well, certainly, I, I think within, just in general, it's uh, really educating about the cost of health care. I, I think that certainly we're, we're having to just educate uh, and, and learn more about that perspective. I think within uh, the healthcare care organizations, what we're seeing is the impact of, well, I think it's the impact of higher premiums, higher deductibles, and higher co-pays. Uh, if we look at um, what is happening, I'm, I'm maybe going to answer this from two different perspectives. One from just what are our, what are our clients uh, facing, and maybe one what as employers what what what's occurring. And and as as we talk with our talent and and the employees that we have in our organization, uh, it certainly is beginning to become more and more clear uh, how the shifting of cost, you know, what what that's doing to uh, the average individual who does pay their premiums, who, uh, you know, has had health care insurance and has seen their premiums uh, skyrocket. And, and in addition to that, they still are choosing plans that have high deductibles. So uh, I think what then in, inside our organizations, the client organizations, uh, what we're seeing there is delay. Uh, delay in if it isn't something that they absolutely have to go in for, they are delaying that. And what we're hearing from our clients um, is a bit, uh, it, it feels like they're a bit on the retail cycle that uh, at the end of the year, their volumes uh, increase both inpatient and outpatient, and at the first of the year, it drops off. They, they for for the first quarter of the year, uh, you know, their individuals uh, are holding on any access to healthcare, um, not getting those wellness checks because uh, of those high deductibles, and so we we see this. At least over the last couple of years, this kind of up and this just a dramatic increase and then a dramatic drop. And mm-hmm. healthcare organizations are trying, you know, certainly having to figure out how do they kind of weather that. Um, and when there's no flu season uh, this year, Minnesota, you know, it's been uh, relatively warm here this winter, and uh, that has an impact on flu season. And and we always talk about flu season, and if there's not a a, a, a spike. Uh, that impacts, obviously, uh, the access and, and the volumes uh, within our hospitals and clinics as well. So I think overall, we see it on both sides. As employers, you know, we are paying more premiums, are trying to figure out how do we, how do we cost share in that, uh, how do we educate our employees around how best to plan for their health care, mm-hmm. and then certainly on in healthcare organizations um, trying to trying to really kind of weather the ups and downs, the, those spikes. 
And, you know, before the break, we talked about the impact on the healthcare industry of presidential elections. And you talked specifically about 2012. And, of course, we all know there's another presidential election looming. Can't avoid right. knowing about that. Right. Um, and we're expecting probably another wave, another change or a shift at that point. Outside of the political ups and downs, what trends in the healthcare marketplace are you monitoring, Mary, as you try to navigate things on the horizon and try to arm your staff with tools to navigate those as well? We certainly do put a lot of stock into uh, the annual survey we conduct and pay attention to, you know, what, what are they paying attention to? For 2016, the top three priorities were around patient experience was number one, physician recruitment and retention was number two, and overall financial management was number three. And so for us, we then say, how do we drill down to really understand what are the issues they're faced with and how do we help our clients through that? You know, what is it that either they are not going to have the bandwidth or the resources to really uh, gain the leverage they need in order to uh, not only sustain themselves, but but you know, it's it's kind of survive and sustain and grow. How how do we continue to grow market share and and figure that out? This this market for sure. Uh, there's competition. You know, the, the, yeah. and that adds to uh, I think the the pressure of how do we figure this out? So, and you know, I think it is what what you know we we kind of talk about the new normal. You know, what is the new normal? Mm-hmm. I, I think we're you know, we don't know what that is yet. We're still trying to, you know, that that's, we're still figuring that out. So We're still us, living in the very much abnormal area. Correct. Think, you know? Yes. Correct. Absolutely. Abnormal is the new normal, maybe, you know? Yeah. yeah Uncertainty maybe. is maybe the new normal. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. 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 Mary, I think that, that this abnormal, as I was saying, is the new normal, you know, whether it's high premiums, high deductibles, and high co-pays, and just people having to grapple with that for maybe the first time to, as you said, these bigger things like patient experience and doctor recruitment and retention and financial management are all very big looming issues that the industry is yet to fully deal with. It'll be interesting to see what the rest of this political season brings to bear on those topics. I think we'll all be watching with a very close eye. Um, we're going to wrap up, but I want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. And I want to let listeners know they can go to experiencedresources.net to learn more about Mary and her business. Mary, thank you so much. Thank you, Maria. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, I've enjoyed having you on, too. It's a very important topic with, unfortunately, not a lot of really solid answers, but we'll get there, hopefully, someday. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days. We're here to support. (laughs) That's exactly right. Thank you for experienced resources because, uh, goodness knows, we need need, uh, people who've been in the healthcare industry and know how to navigate that. Thanks to my producer, George, as well, for another great show. And join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This is... 
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.